and I kept seeing a problem, which was business owners came to me after the, the ish had hit the fan uh, instead of before. And oftentimes it was because they had gone without at the beginning. They had just kind of not gotten legal protection in place because it was expensive because lawyers are not cheap. Hey there, I'm Janie Budnick, the Pet Biz Guru and founder of the Pet Biz Hive and Pet Biz MBA. The Pet Biz Hive podcast is a space for pet business owners to still get all those things done while getting some tips and business education in their ears. So pop in an earbud and get ready for the buzz. Let's get rolling right into this. So everyone, welcome to this week's Pet Biz Hive. I have a special guest with me today. This is Bobby Klink. He is lawyer turned entrepreneur. He is actually a Harvard educated lawyer, and he now works helping business owners in the space of the legal that's needed for their digital marketing. And wow, it just kind of keeps going from there, doesn't it, Bobby? <laughs> welcome, welcome. Fill everybody in a little bit more about who you are and what you do. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm a lawyer. Uh, I've been a lawyer since 2002. Uh, I did at first the very traditional route of people from uh, prestigious law schools. I, I worked for a judge on the Court of Appeals in Arkansas. Um, then I, I worked at big law firms here in the Washington, D.C. area. Um, and it, 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 part of that, one of the second firm I worked at, I was recruited into that firm by a guy who at the time I just called him Neil. Uh, now we would have to call him Supreme Court Justice Neil Gorsuch. So, I mean, that's kind of the, oh. yeah, I, you know, and, and, and after clerking, the judge I'd clerked for was actually a judge to who President Clinton twice considered putting on the Supreme Court. So that was kind of the the area I spent my formative years as a lawyer, but so you're kind of uh, legit then, right? Yeah. I mean, I know a thing or two about the law, but okay. um, it could have been president Bobby had no. you decided to go a different it, direction. No, because I'm unwilling to not just say what I believe <laughs> which, <laughs> as a politician, you know, you, but you, that seems the direction things are going these well, days, well, right? I guess, but I say what I actually believe, not necessarily what I think will get me press or what, what, you know, people want to hear. But anyway, so, so you tell the truth, in other words. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> as I see it, which not everyone agrees it's the truth, but it's at least the truth as I see it. But at any rate, so after doing the traditional thing, then I, I actually was an assistant United States attorney. So for three years, I got to stand up in court and say, I'm Robert Clink, because that's my actual given name. So I'm Robert Clink here on behalf of the United States of America, which was a lot of fun. Then in 2010, I kind of went out and joined a small entrepreneurial law firm where I really started representing smaller businesses, individuals. Uh, often it was me or me and one other person. I mean, literally the firm was four people. So it would be me or, or me and one other attorney against big companies. At one point, we sued Facebook on behalf of somebody. We sued the, the Chicago Mercantile Exchange on behalf of like an individual. So we, we did a lot of those types of things. Then in 2014, I went out on my own and just uh, was helping business owners. And, and I kept seeing a problem, which was business owners came to me after the, the ish had hit the fan uh, instead of before. And oftentimes it was because they had gone without at the beginning. They had just kind of not gotten legal protection in place because it was expensive because lawyers are not cheap. And I, I totally understood it. But I was seeing that over and over again. And the problem was a lot of times they'd come to me and there was nothing I could do at that point. I was like, well, 
you know, it would cost you more to pay me now than it would to just pay the other person the money. And so, um, that was my formative years then in, in the late 2010s. I don't know how you say that, but the 2016 to 2017 period is when I started to think about, well, maybe there was a solution. I could actually help people before there was a problem through at the time I thought, Hey, I'll create a, I'll create an online course about the legal stuff. That was my first foray. Um, pretty quickly, I figured out that people don't actually want a course about the law. They want a tool to help them actually solve the legal problems, right? Because you know, we don't really truly want to learn everything. That right. I mean, know, right? let's just be clear. I mean, you know, you didn't start a business to learn the law. And so uh, slowly but surely, I really started to just, you know, turn towards more creating tools. And, and for the last five years, really what I've been doing is selling legal templates. And I have legal templates for online businesses. Um, I had a foray into business coaching as well, where I was doing that some as well, but really, you know, my, my sweet spot is with the legal stuff and it's really kind of taking the, the complicated and making it simple. Uh, so that's what we, we've been doing now. This year has been all about, we're creating a software called plainly legal to even simplify it even more. So that's kind of been, is the next thing we're doing and, and, you know, it's always changing and, th and that's, that's me in a nutshell. And I'm a do proud dog owner, by the way, that, that oh, yeah, everyone should know, know that. Yeah, no, you gotta gotta let us know about that. So tell us about your dog. So our current currently we are a one dog family. We, um, my wife and I, have had dogs since two thousand seven. Uh, we, we had uh, got a dog in two thousand seven, a, a Ridgeback who lasted until August of twenty twenty, uh, wow. and then we had another dog that we you know, I was talking to you about. We rescued from a family member in two thousand nine after she'd been hit by a car, and, and we took on her care and and, and nursed her to health. We literally because of the, the, she was hit on the back end and because of the problems and the reconstructive surgery, we had to put her on a special diet because we had to keep her very loose so that, um, she didn't get backed up. So we did that for forever. We lost her, uh, just earlier this summer, we had to say goodbye, but we currently oh. have a, a, a puppy who is according to the DNA results, 75% pit bull and 25% golden retriever. But she really just looks like a blue pit, um, with a very silver look, but oh, a I little bit. Color. Oh yeah. Yeah. But when you look at her, when you actually look at her in the sun, you can see there is some like brown blonde hair and there's some like, maybe she is, does have some of that golden in there. <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, but she is, uh, she rules the house currently. Um, we, over the summer, we actually took a trip. Uh, my wife and I are both from Texas. Parents are in different parts, but so we were going to spend a week with each set of families. And instead of flying, we actually drove so we could take our, our puppy dog with us. Um, and she had a heck of an experience. She got to ride on a boat multiple times and she loved wow. that. And yeah. So, you know, that, that's, that's me. I am a very much a, you know, a dog lover have been my whole life. That's awesome. Well, you know, I mean, there's those of us that are listening on the podcast that, you know, you can't see this anyway, but, uh, you know, hopefully she'll come join you in your office for those of us that can uh, watch the video replay, right? She yeah, might, I doubt she's it. probably she, snoozing she, somewhere, right? <laughs> she's snoozing either. So we have a house that has a, a big bay window and we uh -huh. have a, so she just gets in there and just lays there watching or sleeping or she gets on our couch and, and I'm, she's one of those two places. I'm not sure which at this point. Yeah, I would choose the bay window. I would yeah. I would sleep and watch from there myself. I've always yeah, wanted yeah. one of those. <laughs> so now let me think back to when I first found out about you. Um, 
You know, it was possibly through something with Amy Porterfield, who, for those of you that don't know, is also a course creator. She teaches Mm -hmm. courses on how to do courses, very like meta Meta. and funneled there. Uh, And that's probably where I first found out about you. And the first thing that I saw of yours was your, um, it was your, uh, is it Bomb You? Is that, is that yeah. what you had before? Yeah. Uh, Bonnie was my marketing stuff. I had a yes. kind of a marketing program that was free, a hundred percent free. And, and that was my foray into the business coaching world. I mean, I was doing some business coaching before that, but uh, yeah, that was definitely part of it. Yeah. And it was really, it was business building. It was marketing. It was insanely valuable. And just like they say in this digital marketing space, if you come across someone who provides so much free shit that is that high of value, then they are 100% going to be worth following. <laughs> so that that is how I'm like, huh, okay, I'm going to kind of check out this guy. And now I am actually a su- subscriber to your entire um, legal package, yep. all of your templates, mm-hmm. which have hugely, hugely helped me. And those are always going to be available? Well, we're actually going to phase them out. Once the software is fully available um, and and we're we're fully tested and can offer it in all of the iterations, we'll actually phase those out. Now, people who have them will keep them forever, but um, we we really are moving to the software being the solution. And part of that really is, you know, there's business reasons, there's marketing reasons that we could talk about, but just as importantly, we, we... I've always kind of known as a lawyer that that legal templates are only part of the solution because you need more than getting things in writing. And um, until I came up with the software idea, I couldn't figure out really crack the code of how I could actually solve that problem. But one of the things that we really want to get people shifted to is thinking about legal, not as like a, well, let me, let me back up. We lawyers in the legal services area uh, for online marketers and, and online businesses and small businesses, we have done a big disservice. We have acted like the legal stuff for business is like the legal stuff for personal issues. So if you think about personal issues, legal stuff's one-off, right? I mean, if I need a will, I get a will created. Um, if I have to sue somebody because they hit my car, okay, I have to sue somebody for hitting my car. Um, you know, God forbid, if you're getting a divorce, you need a divorce attorney, but, but it's all of these like discrete legal tasks and you know what they are. And one of them really doesn't have much to do with the other. That's how we treat it. Like I was the guy who's helping you with getting your agreements in writing. There are the attorneys who help you with trademarks or with copyrights or with this or with that. And the problem is that's not how big businesses think about legal stuff. Big businesses look at legal and say, legal isn't one task, it's a set of tasks and we have to manage it. And and literally you manage it and decide which ones you're going to deal with at any given time based upon a priority. And and no big company, just so people understand this, big companies don't deal with every legal thing they could. They don't trademark everything they could. They don't register copyrights and everything they can possibly. They're selective and they're saying, what are the highest value legal tasks we could do? And that's the stuff they do. I want to kind of shift the thinking that way for small businesses and and basically at businesses to think of, Hey, legal, it's not something I have to deal with every day or every week or something like that, 
but it's an ongoing thing that I manage like taxes, like finance, like all of those other back end things of your business. It's just something that kind of needs to be in that same category. And so the idea is that the software will help people do that because it'll help people identify, Hey, what are the most important tasks for me to be doing right now? Um, rather than, you know, me shouting at you that getting it in writing is the most important and trademark attorney shouting at you that, that getting a trademark is the most important. And then business owners being like, huh, you say it's that and you say it's that I don't know who to listen. Yeah, like, to. what the hell do I start with? Exactly. Right. <laughs> and again, it's, it's, I mean, I, I you know, I, I, I'm not throwing stones at anybody because I've done it too. And it's this, we are part of this online kind of marketing world where we're taught to make superlative statements, which are, you know, that. So whatever we help you with is the most important, the quickest, the best, or something like that. And so we're all doing that. And it leaves people confused. And um, like I said, from, from my experience, I know that's not really how you should think about the law. And uh -huh. so we really are trying to shift that. Um, and, and by having this complete solution, I don't have to tell you one thing is the most important. I just say, hey, you know, if you want to deal with the legal stuff, here's what it is. So because of that, we will ultimately move everything over into the uh, the software, that's where we'll be doing updates on templates. That's where we'll be doing all that stuff rather than templates themselves. Okay. So let's paint the picture for everybody of exactly what we're talking about, because it's guys, you don't understand. This is like ridiculously amazing. I mean, this is not, this is not your legal zoom option here. Uh, so plainly legal, if you can define that for people and how I, you know, I mean, our audience really, we've got people who have brick and mortar pet mm -hmm. businesses, people who have, uh, in-home training services who do that direct one-on-one -on -one with clients. We, yep. we do have some people that listen in that do have digital courses and memberships mm -hmm. and things like that. So kind of across the board, we're just all in the pet industry together. Yep. So explain your plainly legal from that perspective. Well, let me step back and, and talk about this from a perspective of saying, I'm betting that most of the people who are listening fall into this, this, have this pain point, which is when I interview people, when I talk to people from market research, it comes up over and over again. Now, not everyone says it this way, but a lot of people do, but it's something like this. I don't know what I don't know about the legal stuff. In other oh. words, it, it's not even like, well, I know I need to deal with this stuff over here, but I'm just not, I don't know how to deal with that particular thing. It's, I don't even know what I should be thinking about. And so that's kind of, the first thing we're trying to break through in this. It and so, nailed it. Yeah, exactly. Nailed it. <laughs> right. And, and let me tell people, just so you understand this. Now, if you're just serving a local market right now, count yourself blessed. Because those of us who have made the decision to go online and serve people across state and sometimes national lines, we often do that. I mean, Janie, you'll, you'll hear this. We often do that for freedom, right? We want freedom from something is what people say. Uh -huh. the, the problem is when you do that, you actually step into a much more complicated legal thing. Because if you're in one state, like I'm in Maryland, like is where I live. If I just had a brick and mortar business in Maryland, I just really have to understand what is Maryland law. Now, I have to make sure I don't break US law, but US law normally isn't relevant. But because I have an online business, and I'm serving people across the United States, I have to think about, well, I got to make sure I'm not violating Iowa law and Indiana law and California law and all of these different things. Taxes get very complicated. All that gets very complicated. And so 
it's not your fault that you're confused, but separately, I mean, the types of businesses we're often running, and this isn't even about being online. This is about, because we're kind of building something that is based upon our knowledge, our expertise and our personality and all those things, we're at this weird intersection of intellectual property law, which I did a lot of, which is, you know, the trademarks, the copyrights, all of those things and contract law and business law and marketing and advertising law and all of these different things. And so part of what we wanted to create and what we are creating is a solution to help you do that. And, and that is going to be in the form of what we're calling a legal manager. But really what it is, is people who subscribe to the software will come in they will answer a series of questions. Now, my team was originally saying, answer a few questions. I'm like, it's not a few questions. It's a lot more <laughs> than a few questions. We're like, you know, answer questions for 10 minutes. I'm like, it's going to be more than 10 minutes. You're going to tell us about yeah. your business in the software. And, and the more complicated the business, obviously, the more you'll, questions you'll have to answer. But you'll answer questions. And then the system, we have created logic from my brain that is going to say, okay, based upon those answers, here's your entire legal to-do list. And it's not just here's your entire legal to-do list. Here's your to-do list that is with tasks prioritized based upon risk. Because remember what I said earlier, big businesses don't think about what are all the legal things They're What are the most important legal things? And so that way you say, hey, if I only have time to do five things, I'm going to start at the top and I'm going to kind of work my way through those things. And so that's the first piece is really to give you a plan and an understanding. And, and as your business grows and you have products, you hire people, things like that, you'll be able to go in and, and update your information, new tasks pop up, et cetera. Risk so, changes. <laughs> exactly. So all of that will be part of it. Then we have the document generator, which is uh, you know, you, you, it, it is basically legal templates made better. And, and you, you referred to LegalZoom for people who don't know me and aren't in my world. This is kind of the equivalent of LegalZoom, but it's different because first of all, it's tailored for our kinds of businesses. And that means it, it's, it doesn't have everything in the world. Like my big problem, if you go to LegalZoom, even me, I'm like, I don't even know where to go to where to start because they have a thousand different types of agreements and we don't need a thousand different types of agreements. And then as you go through it, um, we, we have really thought through and we're working with people who are beta testers to really kind of think through what are the most common use cases? What are the most common arrangements for all of these things? I have a sense of that, but we're making it better so that we have all of these options templated out. So like if you create an online course, for example, you're going to tell us, well, do people get access forever or do they get access for a limited time? And, and then we have language that is tailored for each one of those things. Because by the way, forever is not forever. And you have to explain what does quote lifetime access mean? Because is it your lifetime, my lifetime? You know, we, and we have all of that baked into these agreements. So uh -huh. that's kind of the second piece. And then the final piece is even with that, I know people are going to have questions. And so we're, we're building something called chat legal, which you can kind of think of this as chat GPT for legal, but don't think of it as chat GPT because chat GPT <laughs> is um, any AI system that is generative AI, which is what all of these chat ones that are coming out are. There is a known problem. It's called hallucination. Literally, this is the term in computer science, which basically means if it doesn't have an answer, it makes it up. It just makes stuff up. I don't know. There's a famous case recently of a lawyer and if you don't know how lawyers work, when we go to when we go to present a case to a judge or whatever, we we cite other cases. We say, hey, in this prior case, here's what this judge said. So a lawyer goes to ChatGPT and would, wanted to do legal research. So asked a question. ChatGPT gives them a site. Literally, it's like so and so versus so and so, and then like 
without getting into the details. The site is like the refers to the book, the type of book it's in and all that uh -huh, and gives uh -huh. it. Them. He says, is this a real case? Chat GPT says, yes. He cites it in his brief. It's not a real case. Chat GPT made it up. Yikes. And he, yeah, he got fine. And so we're not doing that. Instead, we have collected thousands of questions from entrepreneurs. Now they're not thousands of unique questions. They actually break down into a couple of, you know, not a couple, but uh, some different buckets. And I'm literally answering all of those. We're creating a database of answers. And then we're going to use AI so that when people come in and ask a question, it will, it will match their question with an answer from our database. If we don't have an answer yet, it'll flag it for our system to say, Hey, you know, there's no answer. And then, you know, I'm going to look at it and say, well, is this a general question that more people want? Or is this like literally someone's asking such a very specific question that, you know, really it's not one that that requires an answer. So though that those are the core features. Now we're going to grow this thing beyond that. Our, our vision really is that the software will serve about 90 to 95% of the, the kind of legal tasks that businesses have. Um, and, you know, I mean, you mentioned that some people are creating courses, some people are, are, are brick and mortar, et cetera. Now, Right now, we're not designing it for people who are selling physical products and that's their main business, but we're, we're building it. And we say online, but it doesn't really matter that you're online. We're selling it for people who are, who are creating a business based upon knowledge or expertise. So if you're selling a digital course, a membership, digital downloads, but also if you're selling services or coaching, all of that really falls within the rubric of what we're building into uh -huh. Plainly. And we had, to, we had to make that decision because the legal issues are different. And the only way we could really make it manageable was to have focused uses. And so use case for people are building these kinds of businesses. Yeah. And that's really one of the main reasons that I jumped on board right at the beginning as a beta tester. Yep. I mean, I, you know, put my like 20 questions in there too, based off of what we do and some of the things we see and, you know, just that, and I can't even imagine how many questions you've had submitted, but it's literally downloading Bobby's brain into this system. And I know it's, it's going to take additional tweaks and stuff, but Hey, it's good to know you're not using AI to generate the answers. Right. Yeah. I mean, again, with well, that was the thing. And and look, when I, I always say that AI inspired this because my idea to be able to create this was it came in January when I was really kind of getting into the AI buzz, but I quickly realized, but you can't use AI to provide answers because those are not reliable. And, and there's a difference, right? So I use chat GPT. I use it for certain things, but not to get information. Like some people, I guess, use it for that. I use it to, for example, and we've programmed it. I have the plus subscription. So we're able to put in like describe our voice. So I can use it to create marketing copy. Like yes. I can use it to give me ideas for emails. I can use it to put things into our voice, but I'm not using it to give me information because mm, that's not a good plan. And mm -hmm. so uh, I figured that out. And and again, it, it makes it harder. I mean, I have to really, you know, do this work. And and I say I, right now it's me as the legal brains. Long term, our plan is definitely to bring on other lawyers and really to bring in people. I, I can't say specialists and specialized because that's a for lawyers, we can't like a lot of places we're not allowed to say that. But you know, I want to bring in people with deep experience about privacy law, with deep experience about like corporate entities, with deep experience about intellectual property issues, which really is an area that I have a good bit of experience. But I really want to bring people in so that over time, 
it gets better and better. And, and we kind of use the best of, of lots of people's brains um, rather than just mine. But for now, to some extent, it, it, it means I'm doing a lot of research on some of these to answer questions and to create the questions. But it's good because we've we've collected to answer your question, 4,400 questions. Uh, oh, now, it, it, it's not 4,400 unique questions. Let me be very no, clear. No, there's like, lots of combos in there, yeah. I'm sure. I mean, lots of them are literally almost identical because it's very simple questions. And then some of them are, are things that we won't have an answer to because, for example, the way the software is going to work, it's it's all going to be integrated. So if there's a question, a lot of people were like, what are the, the five most important things for me to do to protect my coaching business? Well, if chat G or if, if our chat legal gets that question, it's going to say, Hey, go back to the legal manager. That's where we're telling you the most important task. So, you know, but yeah, it, it's, it's a, an ongoing gargantuan task that I'm working on to get all those things and, and to get the answers, um, you know, to do now our developers are, are working through some of the other stuff right now. So they don't need those yet, but yeah, that's, that's my, that's the rest of my year. This is a big undertaking. Yes. Yes. It but is. I'm excited. So, of course, you have your kind of little um, soft, I don't know, not a soft launch. Um, your, I guess, more getting people into it with the, the program that you started that was back on the 5th, right? Yeah. So right now, we're do- like, as we're recording this, we're doing it. We're calling it an event, which was a mistake. We should not have called it an event because... <laughs> Let, let's be clear. People hear legal and event and they go running because they're like, Oh, that the sounds last, so exciting. Let I me mean, just the grab. last thing I want is an event. I, I mean, and, and even it's that like separate from like it being about the legal, I, I joke about that, but I mean, I don't know about you, but I go to these events sometimes and I'm like, please don't put me in, in a random, awkward, like breakout room. Oh, breakout groups. To, God, I hate breakout groups. I'm going to have to talk to some random person who I have nothing in common with. And, 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 you know, again, that's not my personality. So this is not really an event. It's an asynchronous thing. We're just basically, we created a bunch of trainings that are really guided uh, in specific ways. So we created a PDF guide. Uh, the, the event is called uh, legal is not a dirty word. We're, we're kind mm-hmm. of trying to make it a little bit lighthearted and fun. Um, and then we've got video trainings that are really kind of tailored for different people, et cetera. So we've got all that going. And then we will be going into a pre-sale of the software, which, um, you know, we'll have some good offers for people. So they'll be able to, um, you know, we'll be take care of them on the short term, but really it is about people who are willing to kind of invest and say, I see the vision for this and this is what I want. And, and, you know, we're going to give the best price we're ever going to give people. So that's what we're in the middle of right now. I say yeah. that other than the deal you got as a beta tester, beta testers but, got the, the, the best, best, but you guys did. are having to put in work. Yes, um, we are. We are. Those questions so, and, and all that yeah. kind of stuff. So, yeah, I mean, it's definitely, you know, for those that, that listen to me that, you know, I, I highly value resources that help my life make it easier, legal, huge thing, always been a huge thing. And, you know, you know, I just assure the listeners that like Bobby's the real deal. I mean, think about literally having a Harvard educated attorney in your back pocket when you need to pop open the app and find out this kind of information. So, you know, I, I am on the front end of it. I am looking into it, but I'm definitely going to drop down in the, the show notes, the information on how to jump into your legal event. <laughs> Legal is not a dirty word. Yep. Uh, so everybody can catch up with that. And, you know, looking through that, the, it's kind of got the was five different tracks. So there, there's, well, there's multiple tracks of different things. So first you have the PDF guy, which is for everybody. Then we have a, we're calling it the five essential legal steps. And those are 
And again, my, my, my team took away my naming rights because I called it the five essential legal step series, but there's actually four different series within that. <laughs> and uh, there's okay. no plural of series. Series is series, whether it's series. one or multiple. Sure. So it's, it's kind of hard, but yeah, so we have one for people who are just starting out one for people who are building a course, a membership or digital products, one for coaches and one for service industries. Each one has five videos that are two to three minutes long. So like 10 to 15 minutes, boom, you get in. And the point of that is saying, Hey, high level here, are the big things you need to be thinking about based mm -hmm. on your business type. So that's kind of one part of it then. And, and what we're kind of releasing and, and dripping out now we're calling the legal intent series, which I didn't tell, but you know, you'll, your listeners will know some of them are a little bit longer than 10 if you kind of go through it, but these are interactive video guides where basically I, you know, you have me on video and I'll sit, you know, I'll talk. And most times those particular videos are, some are very short, but some are maybe a couple minutes. And then either you're going to click a button just to move on, or you're gonna have a choice. And an example of that, like on the content specific one that was about content, I said, you know, when it comes to content, the area of law you need to understand is copyright law. This is all about copyright law. Now, do you want to get a primer on copyright law or do you want to go straight to the, the action steps? And you make a choice. And if you make a choice to go to the primer, you're going to get some more videos about that. If not, you skip those. So it's kind of really letting you pick what you want to learn. So it's kind of a choose your own adventure, if you will. I know. Um, I was going to say it's Bobby's choose your own adventure. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I so love those books. Love yeah. So those. we, we've got, we've got one of those about websites, one about content, one about social media, one about branding, which is all about trademarks. Uh, that's, that's the one that will come out, I guess, tomorrow as we're recording this, then we've got one about team building and understanding the issues of building teams. And then finally we'll have one about testimonials. So there are six different ones of those series that are kind of coming out as well. So there's a lot of stuff in there. And, and the part of my idea here was, and, and this is a, I mean, again, I, I'm not, I don't want to throw stones, but <laughs> another one of the lawyers in the online space was recently doing a launch and one of the typical ways of launching that's become in vogue lately is, is these live launches where you do like two and three hour videos, but you do three of them like a Tuesday or maybe it's a Thursday, a Tuesday and a Friday. And then you do a webinar and she was doing this and I'm like, Oh my God, why would you make someone show up for two to three hour training about legal stuff? Nobody about wants legal. that. <laughs> Nobody wants that. But also like, it's like, if you're a, if you're, if you're not building an online course, you don't really want to learn about the legal stuff for online courses. But if you are building an online course and you're not a coach, you don't want to learn about coaching stuff. And so we intentionally made it very modular. So you pick what's relevant to you and leave the rest um, rather than kind of trying to make everybody go through a single series, which, you know, maybe 10% of it's relevant to you, which we just were like, yeah, no, we don't want that. Get what you want and yeah. leave and bite size quick and easy. And that's, uh, you know, that is, absolutely perfect for our industry because, you know, like you said, there are certainly things that are going to apply to us. You know, you were talking about some of the legal considerations with social media. Um, I guarantee the listeners have no clue some of the risks yeah. that they take on and how best to present testimonials if you're sharing things through social media. Uh, yeah. There, you know, there's just so many things we're ignorant to until something comes and bites us in the ass. And then we're like, oh, I didn't know that. Well, here's the opportunity to know that and avoid that kind of, you know, just disturbance to your business on the yeah. front end. Yeah. And again, like what I, what I always try to tell people is the, the legal stuff that we deal with in our types of businesses, um, 
it doesn't tend to be the kinds of things that are like going to be like destroying your life. Now, literally the email I sent to my existing list today was like the subject line was the la the land of failed marriages. And <laughs> it was like, I jokingly said, if you don't deal with the legal stuff, your life's going to be like the parody of the sad country song. You know, you're, you're going to lose your job. You're going to, someone's going to wreck your truck. Your dog's going to leave you and your wife's going to divorce you kind of thing. And I was like, but really none of that's true. And it was this joke because way back when I joined a mastermind in 2019, the, the leader of the mastermind presented, there's this book called Breakthrough Advertising. It's a really good book about copywriting. It's very expensive out of print. Now you have to pay someone $125 for a copy. Yikes. But he like took a picture of this copy because this guy, he was a famous you know person who wrote direct response ads back in the 60s. He basically said, most copywriters believe it's impossible to write a headline for a preventative product legal is a preventative product. But he said, uh, the, the exception is if you're able to make people afraid about bad results that could happen to the people they love. Mm -hmm. as so by the way, that logic is why if you think about commercials you see for like life insurance, it's all about the person left behind being like, you know, in horrible situation, right? So like they're trying to do that. They're using that model. But so he posts this and someone in the group says, oh, this is amazing. Bobby, I can see you talking about people's marriages that were ruined and like kids' futures destroyed because someone didn't get a simple contract in place. Oh, I was like, yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. No, <laughs> no, no. Because <laughs> one of the things that I literally said like in passing at some point and then someone, one of my people actually made a crocheted a pillow that says this lying is wrong and fraud is illegal. I'm like, that shouldn't really be, you know, uh, that shouldn't be a, a, a profound thought, but it kind of was. And I was like, that would be lying. Oh, well, now it's on a pillow. So, yeah. you know, um, <laughs> but like true. the legal mistakes we make, I mean, there'll be hundreds of dollars, thousands of dollars. Now, you know, if you're big, they could be tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars. But for the most part, it's more about, hey, let's avoid getting a letter from Getty Images that says, well, thank you very much for using one of our images without permission. You know, we're, we're happy to, to give you a license. Please send us a check for $5,000, which, by the way, is what they're saying. So I that just makes me totally laugh because it was probably about 12 years ago. I had one of my amazing employees that decided to take over my blogging and mm -hmm. she did not know. And I get a bill in the mail from Getty images. Yep. I guess back then I got off easy for $750. Right. And right. I'm like, what? And I realized <laughs> yeah, I, you can't do anything about that. You got to pay it. Well, right. Yeah. And, and people would like, people come to me and say, they do this. What can I do about it? I'm like, pay them. Cause you <laughs> actually <laughs> their copyright. I mean, it's their you their copyright. You have no choice. It is what you have to do. Um, but it was hilarious because when I first entered the space and I started appearing on podcasts so in 2016 and 17, I was just appearing on a bunch of podcasts before I even had an offer. And But it was like every podcast I appeared on, they wanted to act like they would always tell me their story about that. Either the podcast host or someone they knew had had this. And just so people understand what we're talking about here, if you're scrolling around the internet and you see an image you like, a lot of times there's this, I call it the right click save as problem. We, we say, oh, let me right click. Let me save that as something. Super easy. Yeah. yeah. The problem is that you don't have a right to use that stuff, whether it's on social, whether it's anywhere else, you do not have the right to use those images. And if it happens to be from Getty, they will find out. And they will come after you, but it's not just getting, I mean, there's a lot of other ones that, that are tracking these things as well. So that's one of the most common mistakes I see people make is they do that and they get a letter and then they're like, what do I do about it? I'm like, pay it. 
I mean, you know, that's the answer. You pay it. Uh, yeah, and don't no do choice. it again. So. <laughs> learn your lesson. Exactly. An expensive yeah. one, but yeah. yes, you learn your lesson. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Well, you know, I and and that's kind of one of the things about you that I learned early on. So I guess I've been following following along with your things for a good year now. And being on your email list is your sense of humor. Um, it's a little bit uncommon in the professional legal space, maybe. But it it's relatable. Um, yeah. My gosh, the contacts that are on my email list, they are already a little bit familiar with you because I shared your 99 Luft Balloons email oh. because I am also, you know, huge Nina fan, 80s yep. kid. And um, it was just it was so timely for some things that were going on in yep. the industry that yep. I put that in there. Of course, I said this is from, you know, my mm -hmm. super cool best friend, Bobby Clink, right? <laughs> but no, I um, I included that as, you know, like, okay, well, here's here's some really great information for you because intellectual property in our industry is big. And yep. um, especially the in-home service part of our industry is, you know, most of the time people are coming into it, they love pets and they yep. hang out their shingle and start a business with no real business or basis for having legal knowledge, like you said, like have no clue what we're supposed to even know about. Right. Yeah. So, you know, you start getting in trouble on the, on the back end of it because mm -hmm. oops, I didn't know that. And you know, when something happens, oops, just doesn't really fly. Yeah. Oops. And I didn't know are not legal defenses. They never have been, never will be. Yeah, um, they, they really aren't. So, but, but yeah, I mean, I like to say, I mean, you know, my wife would assure you, I have no sense of humor. Um, but you know, pe people appreciate my sense of humor. My sense of humor is largely making fun of myself and other lawyers because that's the easiest thing to do, but really it's low just hanging fruit. Yeah. Low hanging fruit. But I mean, really it's just, I, I I'm a lawyer, but I never really fit as a lawyer in a lot of ways. And what I mean by that is I have never been someone who likes dressing up. I've never been like someone who likes um, following the rules. Like one of the like almost the quintessential story about me that tells people what they need to know. So in, in high school, I won the state, the high school state debate uh, tournament. Now there were various things, but you know, there, there were multiple levels in, of, of high school. And, and so it was whatever, but I won this thing and we'd traveled to the event with my coach. It was just me and my coach. And we we're going to travel right after the award ceremony. So I had literally gotten to the final. So I knew I was either first or second. So I knew I was getting something but I wasn't going to wait. I put jeans and a t-shirt on. So everybody else is getting their award in a suit. I go up there in jeans and a t-shirt to claim my prize, whatever it was, not a prize, a trophy or whatever it was for winning the thing. But that's just who I am. I'm a yeah. jeans and t-shirt, uh, flip-flops and shorts. I'm kind of guy. So, you know, it's funny. I, I was never a Jimmy Buffett fan, but I'm kind of a Jimmy Buffett kind of person. Um, and so I, you know, I bring that, that approach to things of, Hey, we can be laid back here. We don't have to make it, um, you know, we don't have to pretend it's the most important thing. And, and, um, I don't have to, to put on my lawyer, man approach to things. I can just, you know, <laughs> What's the voice, why does the voice lower during that lawyer, man, you know, I, I used to have an email that talked about that. And I said, you, you have to say it like in a superhero voice is kind of the way oh. you have to do it, you know, to, <laughs> lawyer man. um, but no, I mean, I, that's just, you know, I, I'm always more comfortable, you know, just hanging out with people um, mm -hmm. and not with lawyers. So um, that comes through hopefully in my emails and, and when I talk to people. Yeah, probably not not a long term DC style. 
attorney. No, no. no I mean, I, I live in DC now because in the DC area, because this is really where we are. Uh, it's where our family and our life is, but I have nothing to do with DC. And it's hilarious because people don't know the DC area has probably more lawyers per capita than anywhere because government, a lot of government agencies are here. And so there's just a ton of lawyers and I'm like, I have nothing to do with it at all. I'm like, yeah, I'm a member of the bar, but I don't go to any events. I just, you know, I, I sit over here and talk to entrepreneurs and, you know, write books about, you know, writing snarky emails. So, I mean, that, that's snarky. what I do. Snar- that's really good. It's a snarky, it's a Bobby style snark. <laughs> so what someone, what actually someone, the best comparison, when someone's trying to figure out my brand voice, they said, I'm like that, the smart ass in the back of the room and like junior high who like the teacher hated because they were saying funny things, but also they were right a lot of the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, yeah. Bobby, thank you for contributing to the class. Exactly. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> so yes, everyone, I've got to give you all the links in the show notes, but you 100% need to get on Bobby's email list because there is always uh, great legal information, but many chuckles along the way. <laughs> even in just your headlines. Uh, We've just spent a summer talking about um, online marketing because of course um, your email marketing that doesn't suck book. Of course I have that here. I I definitely had recommended that to people because it's great. A lot of our industry does not do any kind of email marketing and nurturing of clients and prospects. And so it's one of the things that I've been trying to do and I'm like, yo, this is the book, man. Well, and especially, especially in your industry, because, um, you know, you're, and again, like the, the pet business industry could easily be commoditized. Right. And, and it's, you know, you're just another person doing the same thing as someone else, but your personality is what can set you apart. People will come to you because of who you are. And, you know, that, that is one of those competitive advantages you can have that's free. And you might as well use it when it's free. So yeah, I mean, I, I think for 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 your industry especially, there's just a, it's a no brainer to add, whether I mean you don't have to follow my advice, but use personality and personality driven marketing will be the way to go. A hundred percent, yeah. Because some of us aren't you know actually the hundred percent face of our business anymore, mm-hmm. but we need to be the ones that coach what that message is that goes out to people. Well, look at and as we move, I mean, here's the funny thing: as we move. Like we're in the process of shifting from my current brand is Bobby Clank to plainly legal. And as we shift to plainly legal, I will stop being the face of the brand. You know, our, our brand voice will shift more is actually because my audience is always um, skewed very female. We'll actually be a female. Like you'll have a feel of a woman talking to you instead of a man. Um, and it's one of those things you have to do, but still our, our brand will have a personality and it will be very much, um, you know, I can't say a female version of me because I don't think anyone wants to think of a female (laughs) version of Bobby. That would be a weird thing, but you know, the same kind of, you know, kind of a bit of irreverence and and making fun of lawyers and those things. Um, But you know, it's interesting because, you know, as my team has been working on emails for, for some of the stuff we're working on right now, like I'd always said, again, I'm going to go on a, on a bit of a rant here. Not a rant. I love rants. I'm I'm a ranty person. um, So there's this, there is this concept of understanding your ideal customer avatar and yes. we all get these assignments where you're supposed to go. And it's like, you're supposed to go and learn, like, you know, they tell you to like, what magazines do they read? What movies do they watch? And all these random demographic things. And I said, you know what, that does me no good because knowing that a lot of my audience watches the real housewives is going to do me no good because I think that show is the end of, you know, it was like one of all that's wrong with humanity. Society. Yes. But also there's no way Bobby would be talking about the real housewives, but it's funny that all of a sudden, like, 
Plainly's voice could talk about that kind of thing and make jokes about it a little bit because it fits more. And so there's these little things that we do, but again, you know, uh, it, it's one of these weird transitions that as people go through it, they have to deal with these things. And I'm sure, you know, I'm sure lots of the folks in your audience deal with this of how do I transition out of a personal brand into a, a brand. And, you know, there's always interesting parts as well. So, uh, yeah, I personality just part. did a pretty recent podcast about that because people should listen to it. That's, that's what we see in our industry is, you know, you typically you start out and you're doing all the work and you have the mm -hmm. progression through that. And if you're growing a team, eventually you remove yourself from that. So you have yeah. to create a balance of you are still in your business and making those connections with people versus, you know, now, now we've got the whole team concept out there. So yeah. it's a huge yeah. transition in our industry. Absolutely. Yep. So yep. I can imagine what it's like on your end, you know, you're in a whole, uh, you know, rebranding process. You know, we have a lot of companies that are listening that are currently rebranding. So, yeah. you know, it really yeah. puts us on a, a lot of the same playing field. We've got yeah, our visionaries coming up with, you know, cool stuff all the time. And you've come up with this amazing program for people to mm -hmm. God, just help so many businesses. Yeah. And it was, it was funny as we did the transition, one of the hardest parts was finding a name uh, because when you use a personal brand, it's easy. Bobby Clink. And I don't know enough to think about it. Whereas coming up with plainly, we literally, um, we, I, I can't say we definitely searched a thousand names, but we pro we went through more than 500 names between, you know, the team bouncing ideas off each other and then seeing is the URL available and is there a trademark application? And it was so funny. Cause I mean, it was a, it took us over a month. Uh, if not a month and a half of going back and forth. And every time you'd find one, they go, oh, it's perfect. Crap, someone's taken it or, you know, crap, someone's filed a trademark. And like, it was like one of them, there was like a lawyer and I'm like, it has nothing to do with what we're going to be doing, but yeah, we can't do it. And I don't even a little too close. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I don't remember the funny thing is at the time you always feel like, oh, this name is, you know, I'll never be able to find a better name. I'm so sad. <laughs> Sitting here today, I literally cannot remember a single one of the names we looked at other than plainly and can't imagine it being anything other than plainly legal. So it's just kind of, you know, that's one of the things I always tell people because one of the things everyone needs to do is, is trademark search brands before you go with any brand name, not just your overall brand courses, all, you know, anything you're creating. And and people are always like, but there's something close. I'm like, pick a different name. And look, you could go get an opinion from a lawyer about whether you're allowed to use it, but that opinion is worth nothing because they're going to copy out it and say, but we have no idea. This is my best, best guess, but they could always sue you. <laughs> so uh -huh. um, I always tell people, pick a different name. You'll find one. It'll work. Uh, and I, I had to eat that, eat those vegetables recently. So I can feel your pain if you're doing that. <laughs> Yeah, I, you know, I know of several, several businesses I've talked to in our industry that start out with a particular name and have to have to change it because somebody else mm -hmm. comes in, even though they haven't been doing it as long, they go ahead and apply for their trademark. And, and I'm guessing, so I'm guessing, in you, like, I'm guessing the pet business is kind of like, there's a couple of like the craft beer industry. There are a lot of puns guessing the pets the same way in the, the, the business world, there's the preneur thing. People put preneur at the end of everything, like mompreneur, business, whatever preneur. And, and so guess what we have? Petpreneur. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but the funny thing is when you look like anytime you're in one of those spaces, that's where you have to be extra careful because there's only so many puns. There's only so many things. And you definitely have to check to see, if you did it with us, like with me, Lee, honestly, it was not trademark issues. Um, it was more that 
so many URLs with law or legal had been taken and people like, we'll sell it to you for $25,000. I'm, like, yes. yeah, I'm good. Thanks. I'm good. Yeah, we're I'm we're good sitting thing. on this excellent URL that you can have for yeah. a price. I, I mean, I think it was like, I think like literally businesslaw.com you could buy. And I was like, Oh, but I was like, yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. So, <laughs> um, but, but no, I mean, but in anything where there is like, puns or things related to puns or, you know, words that, that get used over and over again, you just, you, you got to be very careful because people are going to come up with the same names. So you just got to look at it. But Yeah. I see it all the time. And my, uh, my starters course that I have, I have an entire huge section on naming your business. Yep. And the whole list of things that I've heard so many times, just please don't put these specific things in there. Just don't. You know, when you get into like, you know, all the punny, the, you know, possum pet sitting, you know, um, you know, you get to things where they're like spelling it weird now, kind of like, you know, people's kids names. It's like, yeah, that makes it unique, but it makes it very hard for your customers to remember your URL. It's funny we say possum because I think of like, I, I understand the pun they're going for, but I think of a possum. Oh, possum. It depends yeah, on like, how you say it, right? Yeah, possum, yeah. Paul. Yeah. Yeah. All with the W some. Yep. Yep. <laughs> we call them possum around here. Yeah. I'm a little yeah. Southern. I'm, I'm in St. Louis. We're right there around that Mason Dixon, right? <laughs> Got to take it yeah. South. Okay. Yeah, you're, well, you're far enough. <laughs> you're far enough for us to call you near the South. That's for sure. Yeah. We're, yeah, we're, we're kind of in there somewhere. So, um, so yeah, I definitely want to, to make sure I get people well connected with you. What are some of the best ways for them to get into Bobby's world? Yeah. So again, what I would say is like these, like, because we're going through this transition right now, the plainly legal place is the best place to go. Uh, cause you know, if you go to bobbyclink.com, I mean, I, I, you can still get things from me and get on my email list, but quite honestly, we don't know exactly when, but within the next three months, I don't want to say I'm going to get rid of that email list, but that email list will not be about legal stuff um, before long. At some point, Bobby Clink will be, that'll just be kind of where I go and pontificate maybe about marketing and business. I don't guarantee I will, but at some point I might do that. Um, mm -hmm. But the plainly legal side is a way to go. Now on the socials, you can always connect with me. I'm Bobby Clink. And mm -hmm. look, you can, you can follow plainly legal. You can do all those things, but look, that's more of a business, but I'm, I'm always happy to connect with people as people, as a person. Facebook is my primary social channel. Um, I have accounts elsewhere, but you know, if you're a Facebook person and want to connect with me, I'm always open to it. Um, I just, you know, I enjoy you know, connecting with people. I, you know, sometimes talking about business, sometimes talk about law, or I might be talking about the university of Texas football team because they're my, you know, they're my thing. And we had a very good weekend last weekend. So I'm very happy about know. that. <laughs> so, you know, but, um, those are the things and I, I might make, be making controversial, co controversial statements. One of my most uh, engaged post ever. I said, there's two kinds of coffee drinkers in the world. Those who like Starbucks and those who pretend to be too cool to like Starbucks. And, and you know, that was actually literally my, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know really where I fall on that. Um, hmm, I'll have to think about that one. Yeah. Was there I, an other? <laughs> no. And again, <laughs> but, but no those are, <laughs> you know, those are the kind, like, I just, I have some fun. And like, at one point, like I had a memory that recently that said, there's, you know, two kinds of people in the world, people who make Seinfeld references and people I don't need to know. You know oh, there you, know. you go. Yeah. So, well, you know, so sometimes it's just fun. So you'll, you'll get a sense of me, but I'm always happy to connect with people and you can always, you know, kind of reach out to me that way. So. 
Yes. So what is the best way for people to get connected on the plainly legal end? So, uh, you know, they can just go to plainlylegal.com and get info. You can sign up for the event. Um, you know, I think that's probably the best thing for people to do because you are rolling out so much on a daily basis. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, if if they're kind of getting this in real time, that is definitely the best place, but it'll kind of, you know, it's only be available for a limited time. Uh, and we're going to, we're going to have a limited open cart period here at the end of September. Um, and, and then we're going to kind of come back in, serve people, finish building it. And then, you know, we'll be, you know, talking to people after that, probably around the November to December timeframe. So, so yeah, it's kind of like your little whole family or founding member soft Mm kind of launch here. Yeah. Um, What are the dates that that is going to actually be available to sign up for? So the pre-sale will be the 20th through the 26th of September. So it's a one week period. Um, That is coming up. And, you know, if you're kind of doing this live, I'm going to tell you, we're going to have, you know, on the 20th, we're going to be doing a demo. So we'll be showing off the software and that really will be, um, help you understand it. And I'm very clear with people. Um, I was writing an email today to my existing list. I'm like, we're not going to play word games. Like, you know, and, and I don't mean this in a, in a bad way, but often people say like, I don't want to call it a webinar because people know I'm selling to them. What if I call it a masterclass? I'm not doing that. This is a demo. I'm going to demo the software for you and I'm going to make an invitation for people. So, yeah. you know, you know, if you're interested, we're going to have some special offers for people who sign up on the 20th, but you know, we'll also have some good bonuses um, where literally people will be able to get templates from my existing site that are literally, you would pay twice as much as you're going to have to pay for the annual subscription uh, to plainly as a bonus for people to buy. So if you're potentially interested in this, that's going to be the best way. Um, to get the info is, is, you know, join me for the demo and, you know, be, have your eyes open for the presale. Yeah. This is, uh, you know, I talk to people a lot about out- outsourcing and, and finding your who mm-hmm. and, uh, Bobby, you're my who. <laughs> Good. <laughs> exactly. I'm, glad, I'm glad you're, I'm your who for this. So, and again, I mean, you've got link, I think Janie, you've got links. I, I think you're in. Yeah. Yeah. In the, in the I, can, I can send my, my links out for those. I just yeah. want to make sure that I get the best way for people to get connected. And of course, um, now for your your plainly legal emails, are they going to have Bobby flavor or are they seriously going to be changing over? So they're going to have flavor, um, but it's not going to be, pre- it's not going to be just me. It's not going to be me per se, but it will have the same kind of flavor. We're, we're still working on those things, but but they will have flavor where they actually make fun of me um, at, in the third person. <laughs> Yeah. Um, you know, our, cause our, our, you know, the team is able to basically take shots. So, I mean, there's one in there that, uh, we, again, your audience will appreciate this. The email that's going out as we're recording this, this Friday, um, that's about team building and, and it's basically about how building teams, you need dogs and cats. And, oh. uh, you know, there's analogies to employees and contractors there, but, you know, they have an aside, they're making, you know, making jokes at my, not at my expense exactly, but kind of you know, aside from the team, if you will. Um, but there's a lot of that in, in the personality, the, 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 the kind of brand avatar. And again, this is a behind the scenes for people to appreciate and enjoy. There's a little bit of fun now because now I am a person and then the brand is over here and the brand takes shots at me kind of like <laughs> has some fun at my expense. Um, while also saying, you know, he's smart, but you know, eh. He's kind of a lawyer, so we yeah. Don't well, I, mean, I think previous to this, there was a little bit of that interjection in there too. So yeah, yeah, there was a little bit, but I was making fun of myself. Is, is yes, you know, I was making fun of myself. myself. Whereas the way that we're thinking about it is that the plainly brand voice is they. It is the entrepreneurs 
who are taking the knowledge from me and providing and, and making sure that, you know, Hey, we are with you. We're the same as you because it literally is. My team is a bunch of entrepreneurs who've joined my team. And, and so, but yeah, I mean, it's still snarky. It's still funny. Um, it's just now written from the perspective of a, I think we've said about a 40 year old woman who is kind of snarky, but so same kind of same era of references that I would make same, you know, general thoughts, but a little bit different tone than I would have. Well, I'm glad you at least stayed in the forties. So that's good. Cause we've got to keep some eighties references in there, please. You know, everybody knows me. I'm, I'm the one that, you know, if they, if they get an email, it's going to have like a labyrinth GIF at the top of it, or, you know, a little bit of real genius or something like that. So, you know, I'm yeah, I mean, all the 80s. yeah, for my personal list or on the Bobby Clink list, I've got emails going out, you know, one of them has a proclaimers reference and one of them has a Judas priest reference, like literally, wow. back, like, <laughs> you know, like in back to back days. So, you know, th there will be, you know, there, there'll be some interesting, there's still some of that. I can't help myself. I mean, I am really more of a nineties early, I mean, but teenager and, you know, early, you know, early twenties and the nineties is kind of my vintage. So I'm very what much. Did in you that graduate world. high school? So I graduated high school in 96. So okay, I was 92. So, yeah. you know, just, just a four year difference there. We kind of shared a lot of the same. Uh, yeah. Well, and, and my parents were, you know, my parents, God bless them. They are not pop culture people. So like, I didn't like growing up. I didn't at home. We didn't hear eighties music. Oh God. I like, listened to Neil Diamond. Well, me too. Yeah, it, was, it was Neil Diamond. <laughs> it was, um, uh, God, what's, I'm blanking on his name. Kind of country ish, but not all the way country. I can't remember who, but, but I mean, I, I saw Willie Nelson multiple times with my parents. Like that's like the type of stuff that I was listening to uh, <laughs> my wife. My wife's family, like, I mean, they, you know, they were listening to eighties music the whole time. And like Labyrinth, I had never seen Labyrinth until I met my wife. Cause I, you know, uh. but, but it is funny. Like I look back at the movies that we watch, like how was Gremlins a kid's movie? I'm like, I don't know. I go back <laughs> and I'm like, I don't want to, you know, I'm thinking all of these things that I loved when I was a kid and I'll put them on for my kids. And I'm like, Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, no. Oh yeah. No PG in the eighties was not the same as PG now. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> But I mean, I'm more like my references are more of the, the Kevin Smith movies um, and, and that type of thing. And, and you know, I was actually really coming of age with the hair bands, the, the late hair bands, that that brief period of MC Hammer and, you know, Vanilla Ice type of rap and then into grunge. Like that was that's my musical arc. I, I literally went from Guns N' Roses to MC Hammer and Vanilla Ice to Pearl Jam and Nirvana. Those are kind of, you know, yeah, that tells there you what you, you know about me. That's a pretty and good I, little trajectory. Yeah, well, and I know, still listen. 90s music is still the stuff I listen to the most, so. Yeah, I'm still crossover into the 80s or early 90s. Yeah. So, you know, a little Echo and the Bunnymen, The Cure, you mm -hmm. know, I got a whole crossover into that too. So, yeah. you know what? Yeah. It's it's eclectic. It's all good. Yeah. My kids are just like, whoo, they're off the off the board on the type of stuff that they listen to. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so here we go. I'm going to I'm going to ask you one more question, which is just one I found very interesting for people. Tell me one movie that no matter where it is, when you turn it on in the middle of the movie, you will watch the rest of the movie. Oh, God. See, this is one I'm Your embarrassed. Favorite. 
No, no. Is it favorite oh, no. or one that I will always watch? Because there's two different. There's two different things. Hmm. Really, it's one that you will always watch. There can be yeah. movies that have impacted you so much that like you really can't watch it again. No. Um, so, but that I'm is the you- one that you will literally watch over and over and over again. So one of the, one, I will give you one that's embarrassing and one that's predictable. The embarrassing one, for some reason, Battleship. I don't know why. It is a horrible movie. Is it? it is not a horrible movie. I like it, actually. It's not right. my number one, but right. it's but really actually kind of funny. And I think I just think about it because it's on all the time on, t- you know, I don't know which channels, but it's not like that one I'll see. <laughs> but the one, that, the one that's really there is My Cousin Vinny. Um, which oh, the pause attraction, and exactly. yes, oh and, my and god, the, there's I actually a funny story. There's a funny story, like, I mean, it doesn't get all the legal stuff right, but there was actually a, a, an evidence professor at Harvard who would use that movie to teach evidence to his class, like, that was like no the, the main things. So, yeah, that is cool. So, it was like literally that was the an evidence class. What was his class called? Yeah. Well, it was evident. I mean, it was literally where you would learn the rules of evidence for court and like what was allowed, what was not allowed. But yeah, I mean, but that's a movie when it's on, I, I enjoy it and I watch it, but yeah, those are, I think the ones, I mean, again, it's not on very much, but Jerry Maguire is one that I think is probably the most quotable movie of all time, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that one I will definitely watch, but uh, I would, I would say my cousin Vinny. And like I said, randomly, um, randomly, it would be, um, it, it would be, a battleship, but I'm more of it. Like I watch TV stuff. Like I literally just finished binging house all over again. Oh, um, dang. Yeah. That was a lot. Yeah. Psych. I love psych. If you have never watched that. I have not I appreciate watched that those one. kinds of things. Law and order well, 28 like- seasons or however many it's got. I'll watch those. So <laughs> do you, do you watch a lot of legal things when they come across? Uh, I, I watch actually more of, like law and order is really the only legal one I watch, but I watch a okay. lot of the ones that are like the, like detective shows. So, um, things like, um, the yeah, elementary, the Sherlock Holmes, one of the Sherlock Holmes ones, like those types of things I, I actually enjoy. The problem is like, they all start with like focusing on the individual case. And then there's like, there's an arc that you see in all these shows. All of a sudden they, they stop being about the individual mystery and start doing these bigger, bigger, longer, longer like story arcs. And that's when they lose me. Um, that's what I loved about. That's what I loved about uh, law and order and still kind of love about it is that it's, you know, you can come in, drop in. Yes. They have the other stuff going on, but you drop in and you can see, you know, an entire story arc in a one hour yeah. series. So, yes. But. Yeah, it is. And then they like wrap it up at the end and it's yeah. 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 nice and clean. And, oh and then God, I was true crime, to- which, Apparently, oh. is a sign that you have like that that there's something deranged about you. I'm like, eh, okay, fine, I, you know, but maybe so because we got a lot of listeners that are into that. <laughs> I have not, I've not done it myself. I, I tend to try to avoid things that are bingeable like that because um, I think I have a little bit of a binging addiction on uh, on those kinds of things. I'll yeah. I'll go I'll go all in on watching something and feel like I just can't stop. So yeah. and then nothing gets done. <laughs> yeah i mean when i first started watching bosch which is a series on prime i mean that same thing it was like, i think they're 10 episode seasons but they're full hour-long things and you know there yeah. goes an entire saturday and sunday so have fun yeah with that. that's it right mm-hmm. i got we got stuff to do <laughs> yeah 
Oh, this is incredible. So I'm going to have so much down in the show notes for you. I appreciate you so much coming on and sharing this with everybody. This is going to be rolling out uh, this same week. I wanted to make sure that it was very timely for everyone to be able to take advantage of plainly legal and um, this new setup. So I will uh, make sure your your demo that you have is you said on the 20th. Yep. Uh, do you know what on time that's going to be? So we're actually doing two different ones. One of them's at 1 p.m. Eastern, and I think the other one's at 4 p.m. Eastern. So Okay. Um, and is there an actual sign-up page for that? There is, yes, and you'll have a link to it. I, I think you should have a link to it today. I think that went out today. But, yeah, we have it. Don't ask me what the, the link is. They don't tell me those things. Uh, okay. You know, you're last to know. Well, I definitely know I'm looking forward to Friday's uh, email about team building and team dog versus team cat. <laughs> I mean, in my personal email, I have to tell you that. So there, there's the personal email and then the one going on from plainly. And I, the, my personal ones are kind of modifications of it. And in the personal one, I basically say there are two, you know, people say there are two kinds of people in the world, dog people and cat people. I think there's two kinds of people in the world, dog people and people who are wrong. But, you know, that that's a personal <gasps> opinion. Blasphemy. <laughs> yeah, since you showed me your kitten earlier, I, I knew know. you didn't like that. But. I am going to plug her poor little ears right here. She's just over here sleeping and thinks you're just so very rude. <laughs> I am I am probably predominantly cat person, but I love me some dogs. Yeah, You can't we, really be in this industry and not love all of them. Yeah, well, growing up, we actually had a cat that I believed was actually part dog. Um, oh. and by that, I mean, you could pick her up, put her on your lap and she would stay there. It was not like, I'm going to do whatever I want and, you know, uh, just ignore you and come over when I want you. Um, but I I've always been more of a dog person. I I'm also largely a big dog person. Uh, you know, my current dog 60 pounds and I think of her as kind of small. So that that's probably <laughs> part of why I I'm more a dog person than a cat person. Cause a 60 pound cat would probably have some problems. That would be, yeah. They'd, they'd be out there, but they'd be eating out of house and home. I'm sure. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the funniest thing on with, uh, while we're talking now, cause we, we don't want to wrap this up this morning on my walk. Um, we see like there are deer around, not really, but kind of in our neighborhood. And my puppy still just doesn't understand what they are. And we got this time we got probably within somewhere between five and 10 feet before the mom finally took off. And you know, yeah. my, my dog like looks at me and was like, you could see the look on her face. Like what in the heck is that? Cause what I don't know. That weird that. looking dog. It smelled yeah. different. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, she really wants to just chase him, but I won't let her. Cause right. Right. God only knows where she'd end up. Whew. That's true. Too funny. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, you are a dog person at heart. So you are, you are one of our people. Yeah. Welcome to the club. <laughs> awesome. Well, I will go ahead and make sure we get all this information out for everyone. Thank you so much for your time. I just appreciate that because I know how much you have going on that you were willing to come on and share with our little section of the industry and, and spread your knowledge and the amazing opportunity that people have with Plainly Legal. Well, thank you for having me. It's, it's always like I always enjoy talking to people and chatting about this stuff. So it was my pleasure. And, and we have to talk about dogs and cats, too. Way better than most of my most of the things when I'm talking about legal hey, stuff. Hey, so you and I, we can we can talk pets anytime. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Pet Biz Hive. You can follow me at Pet Biz Hive on both Facebook and Instagram and learn more at PetBizGuru.com. What is your next best move? <laughs>